0: You know, normally I'd be talking with him in the studio, but we all know the phrase, social distancing, et cetera. Uh, he is the big game specialist at the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, Bob Knack, our guest, and I'm happy to get a chance to catch up with him. It's been a little while. Boy, this COVID thing must have uh, kind of upended a lot of your plans too, Bob, as well as the rest of the DNR agents that are normally out in the country, huh?
1: Yeah, hi, Cam. Thanks for having me, and, and it certainly did. Um, you don't You don't realize how much, Of a social creature we are uh when when it comes to getting together and having public meetings and open discussions on things and yeah this this covid uh crisis that we're dealing with certainly threw a a monkey wrench into some of our plans as well when it comes to oh setting our our antlerless quotas and permit levels we typically do those you know uh, using online means but also public meetings and and those public meetings this year needed to go to a conference call. So we, we adjusted, but it's been a bit of a change.
0: How has the turnout been in that virtual world, Bob? Are people still staying engaged? Are numbers up because people have more time and are, are right there?
1: Yeah, uh, surprisingly, uh, people are engaged. And, you know, a, a good uh, indicator of that was this fall when we had our public input period on the season structure and permit levels uh... there in april um, last year we had about ninety five hundred comments public comments and uh... this year we had over thirty five thousand public comments on on the initial proposal so uh, yeah, people had time on their hands and, and they were at home, and it's great to great to see that level of participation.
0: Yeah, good to know that they can still uh, help make change or help uh, put, play, put policy in place. So now, Bob, I want to talk to you. We have a beautiful corn and soybean crop happening out there. Wonderful alfalfa. And I haven't talked to you for a while on our Wisconsin deer population. 2019 was a little disappointing, to say the least, as far as the overall harvest. What are your uh, Uh, folks out in the field telling you this year yeah
1: um you're right the the gun deer harvest in 2019 was a bit of a disappointment you know the 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 other seasons we have the archery season crossbow muzzleloader youth hunts many of those were on track or maybe even a little above uh the previous year but that uh that gun deer season uh you know was a disappointment and certainly the weather that we had up north there was two major snowstorms that hit uh And I know that probably impacted hunter participation as well. I know it certainly did in in this household. Um, But, you know, I'm not hearing uh, people, you know, super concerned about uh, that that lower harvest uh, resulting from a lack of deer, uh, at least in most cases. So I think uh, we'll see what... what this year looks like, but I think we're all hoping for a a really great season ahead of us.
0: Right. Do we have any idea? I mean, I assume, and again, you never want to do that when it comes to wildlife, but I would guess that there wasn't anything impeding this spring's uh, fawns or anything like that. Nothing, nothing that outside of COVID-19 that you had to worry about that way, huh, Bob?
1: Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, certainly the, the winter impacts deer numbers in the north and there were pockets of northern Wisconsin that had moderate to severe uh, winters, and so, you know, that certainly does play a role in that part of the state. But um, by and large, uh, the reports I'm hearing are, are um, you know, people are seeing deer, they're seeing fawns, and a lot of fawns even in the north. And so the, those are all good signs that the herd, uh, you know, made it through winter okay and, and that they're, uh, they're doing well this summer as, as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So now let's start uh, gearing up a little bit for uh, fall, which uh, is just around the corner. Have there been, we talked about the interaction with the general public, have there been any changes, anything that we need to get ready to adjust for when it comes to the gun deer season in November? Or maybe we shouldn't get that far ahead of ourselves. Maybe there's other hunting uh, adjustments that some of our big game folks have to think about.
1: No, I think now is a good time to be thinking about this fall. Um I know I'm excited about the upcoming deer season, and I know a lot of other people are as well. And now is a good time to be, you know, uh, if you're an archery hunter, to be shooting your bow and making sure that you're, you're well-practiced when you hit the field. And certainly the same thing applies to, uh, you know, a gun hunter as well. Make sure your equipment's functioning correctly and you're sighted in. Uh, it's also a good time to be talking to those landowners that maybe have allowed you to hunt on their property in the past. I know a lot of landowners... Uh, would prefer making contact at this time of year as opposed to when they're maybe harvesting crops. And and they, don't, and they appreciate, you know, the long-term uh, thought that you're giving to it, not just showing up the night before you want to hunt. So now is a good time to to be making those contacts.
0: Do we have any uh, anticipated adjustments in how we're going to do things with COVID-19 now, Bob? We've been kind of transitioning towards, uh, you know, more of a scan type situation over the past couple of years. Do we have any anticipation of further adjustments in light of potential COVID this fall?
1: Yeah, you know, it's certainly something we're thinking about and it's on our radar However, I, I can't point to any specific changes either as a result of COVID. Um, of course, we want people to to follow the best management practices that we've all got accustomed to in, in social distancing um, and, uh, you know, use caution when you're getting together with, with large groups. And it, that's a challenging thing because, uh, you know, hunting and especially deer hunting, uh, we have a strong heritage of of doing that as a group, and uh, whether it's with your family and friends, and so, um, you know, I think I think we're all aware of the 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 caution that we need to be using, and I would just encourage hunters to do the same.
0: But right now, as far as the process of uh, reporting the deer, or doing anything like that, nothing new that we need to be aware of.
1: Yep, there's nothing new for this year. Um, you know, hunters. Um, should, if they're interested in harvesting antlerless deer, and especially if they hunt in the forested zones, um, they should be paying attention to uh, uh, the, the, when those bonus tags go on sale if you're interested in, in trying to harvest an antlerless deer. Um, and I have the dates here that I can mention. Those, those bonus tags go on sale um, starting on August 17th. And that's uh for the forest zones, and the sales open at ten o'clock, and then on the eighteenth uh, the central farmland zone, the nineteenth the southern southern farmland zone, and then on the twentieth all other zones are available for harvest, and each day they open up at their uh, sales start at ten a m so mm-hmm. that that's something for them to be paying attention to uh, but as far as uh you know registering is is has been and continues to be uh a requirement Um uh, Uh, And so, you know, you you need to register your deer by five o'clock on the day after harvest Um, and and tagging, you know, nothing, we're not no longer placing a physical tag on the deer. And and that was in place uh, in previous years as well. So, yeah, from that standpoint, really, really nothing new there.
0: You know, those bonus tags are nothing new. There's been a lot of folks that have had that opportunity. It's all designed to try to make sure that we're monitoring and maintaining a healthy deer population. Are people generally tapping into those bonus tags, Bob, you know, or does it just get to be a matter of weather?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it it seems like if if they have, uh, if they buy a bonus tag, uh, they use it. And, you know, success rates on those tags vary across the state, but, you know, I would say generally around, say, 30% success on those tags. So, um, yeah, so people, when when they buy them, they intend to use them. And, and um, you know, it's, it's the challenge, uh, uh, especially in the north, between, you know, hunting opportunities and seeing deer, uh, but also, you know, that desire to put some of that tasty venison into the freezer. And so, you know, I would just ask hunters to to use caution and judgment with, with the deer they harvest, especially the antlerless deer they harvest. And, and you know, just because the tags are out there doesn't mean you need to buy them and shoot every last deer in the area and then complain about the, the number of deer in the following year. So... They're they're there um, for people, but you know, use caution. I guess. Yeah,
0: that's a very good point. <laughs> you see them, you see them when you don't have the tag, when you don't have the gun, and then you just suddenly don't. And uh, like you said, that's there's always a a teeter totter effect there. So now, just asking your opinion, Bob. More as a hunter and uh, an observer of life. We're in August, so we got a lot of time. I don't want to get dramatic about this, but do you sense? that the drive for tradition, that desire to get out there and look for the big rack uh, to be in the woods is going to still be as robust this fall? Or do you think that some people, maybe those people out of state, might tap the brakes on their thoughts of deer hunting in Wisconsin this November?
1: Well, that's a good point. Uh, You know, the people coming from outside of Wisconsin, I'm I'm certain are thinking about their travel plans and, and rightfully so, you know, again, they need to use good judgment. That's what, what they feel is, you know, the best for the health of themselves and and the people that they they enjoy hunting with. Um, as far as our, our in-state hunters here, um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any reason why the excitement shouldn't be there and, you know, the adrenaline and, and interest in, in hunting, um, we have a great resource here in the state uh, with our deer herd, and um, and I know I get excited every year for for different reasons. You know, as I get older, now it's my my two daughters are going are hunting with us uh, with my wife and I, and so that adds a whole another another level of excitement to the hunt, and and so you know people are motivated to hunt for for a variety of reasons, and and they're all good reasons, and so um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to be excited about.
0: Very good. Bob Knack, along with us, big game specialist with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Again, we know we got some time yet before you're going to get yourselves in the rut, but it's a good time to stop and think about some of the things you could take care of today, like reaching out to those landowners that you count on every year to allow you to be hunting on that ground. Maybe now is a good time to have that conversation instead of a week before the hunt actually opens. And like Bob said, always review what's going on with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources is their website. Very helpful and will help you brush up on those things that you might have forgotten from last year. Bob Knack with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.